Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Baylor Law Criminal Law Society podcast. I'm your host, Chris Spendlove, and I'm joined in the Baylor Law Criminal Law Society podcast studios by Michael Morin and Tristan Crowder. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you doing? Yeah, doing well. Doing well. It is... 105 on a Friday, week seven of our fall quarter here. Everybody feeling okay? It's coming. Yeah, as good as you can. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. this is the, uh, for Michael and I, this is the BizOrg and T&E quarter. Tristan and I have con law together. We're just rocking and rolling. Aren't That's we fun. It's right? good yeah. stuff. It's good, good stuff here at Baylor Law. Well, we've got Michael and Tristan in to talk about the criminal law boot camp that all three of us participated in uh, a week ago, starting a week ago, right about right now, actually. We were getting set up and everything. Uh, And we wanted to share some experiences with y'all, kind of how we got, like the mechanics of signing up for the boot camp, right? As well as what we experienced, uh, some of the key takeaways, and then, you know, maybe things that and we've we've been left with that uh, we're going to want to work on you know going forward so uh we can just kind of pass it to both of y'all i mean i assume y'all had yeah. the same experience i did getting signed up for the boot camp but how did you hear about it how did you sign up for it uh how did you get get started with it yeah well first chris thanks for inviting us to come speak of it's, course of course um definitely it's something we want to do but yeah so i mean signing up for the criminal boot camp i heard about it through I think I just saw it on maybe like one of the Instagram accounts or something like that. And I always knew it was a thing. Didn't really know what to expect from it. I knew it was an hour credit. So that's nice. There you go. And I heard it was only one weekend, which it is. Yep. Um, but yeah, signing up was like pretty much signing up with a re- for a regular class. Um, so I didn't have much trouble like signing up. Did you? I mean, uh, no, I had kind of vaguely heard about it. And then Richard Alpert sent out that email saying like, Hey, we're looking for more students. And so I emailed him directly. I was like, Hey, does this sound like something that's good for me based on my resume and experience? And he was like, yes, do it. And then I, so I signed up a little bit later and I'm really glad I did. Uh, Again, thanks Chris for having us. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Michael, I think your experience is pretty similar to mine with it. I had already packed my, my Q4 with everything I need to take, uh, I mean, a a really full schedule, 16 credits for heaven's sake. And it was kind of like, I feel like it was right as I was finishing up my registration, Professor Alpert sent out kind of that big email blast. And I was like, well, kind of kind of the merger of what the both of you said, well, I could add another one credit pass fail if it's just one weekend, you know, kind of a thing. Uh, And so, yeah, I, 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 I did the same thing. I mean, it wasn't originally my plan. I knew I wanted to do it at some point, but being able to kind of put it as the cherry on top was kind of really how it felt. So, yeah. And on that too, actually, they said, I, I don't know if it was his email or if it was someone else's email that said there was only a limited amount of spots. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that was the case because he was saying he wanted more people coming. Richard Alpert said he wanted uh, more people coming in this next time. So if you do get a message that says, you know, there's a cap, I want it, you know, don't let that deter you from signing up because I don't think there would have been a cap had there been like, 30 or 40 people doing it. I don't know. What do you think? No, I agree. Um, It was kind of nice that there was what, like 15 or 16 of us Mm because there was, you know, when we did those breakout sessions, which we can talk about more later, there was like three faculty to three students and that was great in our room. Yeah. 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 So I think we were, yeah, four to three faculty to four students, you know, I mean, a really great ratio. I think to your point, Tristan, the, 
the real concern, or at least the purported concern, was not having enough people do it, right? Because if they don't have enough people, then they have to push it off. But from what I've understood, and again, this is fall 2021, so if you're listening to this in the future, you know, uh, take this with a grain of salt, but they've had to actually add sections of this. They weren't planning necessarily on doing one in the spring, and I think the interest has been such that they're doing one in the winter and in the spring now. So nice. Yeah, I mean, just blanket statement. It was awesome, amazing. Recommend you do it. Um, don't be scared. Yeah, hundred percent recommend. I mean, I yeah. I didn't know what to like expect. You're given this fact pattern um, about like two weeks, three weeks out, uh-huh. and it's this big case packet with all the evidence and kind of stuff about your case. And um, you get to pick your side if you want state or defense. You get to choose what side you'll be on for the weekend. And I didn't really know how the exercises were going to go or you know what to expect from that. And I think it just, it blew my, my expectations away. So definitely yeah. I agree. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, that, so we can, we can definitely get more into like the actual mechanics of everything and, and how it went down. I would agree with everything that that's been said so far. I mean, it was just whether you are, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're probably more interested in the criminal side, but even if you're not sure, I think doing the boot camp prior to PC is probably a really good idea anyway, because it kind of kind of gets you loosey goosey up on your feet. You know, I mean, some people were loosier and goosier than others, I feel like, but getting you up on your feet and getting your, you know, getting those nerves out, understanding that you can do this, you know, whether you're sure you're going to be a prosecutor or a defense attorney or not. I think having those experiences is a good idea. Yeah, I would say if you want to be a litigator, this is something you really should do. I would also pub uh, beginning trial ed uh, before PC at this moment. Anytime you can get on your feet in a courtroom in a practice setting without like the pressure of a real case before PC is a huge advantage. Yeah, yeah agreed. Yeah. And if you haven't done had any experience with mock trial or any experience like with that, I, I don't think you should be deterred either. I have had no experience beforehand, like getting up and standing and talking in front of people in that way. And, you know, I feel like I got a lot of, we got a lot out of it. So interested sure. did very well. We were in the same room. We were kind of, <laughs> we were across the table from one another. Yeah. Interested did very, very well. Interested well as well. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I appreciate you saying that because I, 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 we can just talk about this. You know, sure. it, it doesn't have to be, you know, so siloed or anything but there were a couple people in our room who had who had never seen a vor dire done before uh which thankfully you know with my experience over the summer getting to intern at limestone county and bear county i was like really involved with a bunch of vor dires but this could be a really good chance for people to to see that firsthand i mean yeah is that y'all's experience Um, i've only seen one done before Uh, most people hadn't seen one at all yeah. So people were like this, this one person particularly was like, she got through a line of questioning and then she was like, okay, so now do I strike you? Like, do you go, yeah. you know, kind of a thing. So, and I, I don't point that out to, to poke fun or anything, but I just, I, all, all that to say, if you have any questions about what it's this learning process experience. looks like, it's, it's a boot camp, yeah. right? I mean, that's, that's kind of what it's built like. So, okay. So as Tristan pointed out, we were given a case we were able to choose or at least declare a preference where we, you know, whether we wanted to be stateside and defense side. I'm guessing y'all both declared defense and got what you wanted. Yes. Okay. I declared state and got what I wanted. So <laughs> I was grateful for that. I was a little bit worried that Professor Alpert was going to be like, well, I know he wants to be a prosecutor. So let's put him on the defense side. Yeah. But 
uh, I think for my first foray, it was it was certainly nice to be able to do you know what I what I wanted to do. Um, did y'all spend a bunch of time reading through the case, highlighting, making notes, that kind of thing? It's okay. You can be honest. I know you both did uh, well. So <laughs> if I'm being honest, we're really busy in this quarter. Yeah. And Ethan hit me, um, a friend of ours, with, hey, have you read the case packet yet? On like a Monday. And so I had to read it on like Tuesday to get ready. Uh-huh. Um, but I went through and I read everything. You got to read everything at least once and highlight it. And it helps. Yeah. I was a little extra with mine because I'm in a lighter quarter, so I'm yeah. not taking all those like biz orgs and all that kind of stuff. I would say as soon as we got that case packet, like three weeks out, I went to Office Depot and got it like spiral bound and like wow. laminated. I got my whole like <laughs> it's awesome. Book, I love it. So I had like I had spent at least a couple hours each weekend beforehand, um, just like kind of going through the facts and preparing what I would say or something like that or yeah. like thinking, oh, I think we're going to have like a closing. I don't know what we're going to have, but let me just look up some things. I watched a couple like videos and um, so I may have prepared more just because I had more time. Yeah. But I, I think no matter what way you go, like if you don't have all that time to prepare, I don't think it will hinder you because you have all that time that weekend to really focus on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of Goldilocks and the three bears here. I spent I had I had to fly <laughs> out of town a couple times uh, this quarter just for different reasons. And so I, I took a plane ride or two to kind of go through things and highlight and prepare, you know, again, I thought hours on the weekend, but <laughs> thinking, you know, okay, what are the, what are going to be the kind of turning points of this case? And I, I felt decently prepared. It, I mean, yeah. just like anything, I think we get used to the idea in law school that there's always going to be something else, right? There's some other angle or some other facet, but um, I felt decently and I don't mean to say your preparation wasn't enough, Michael. I'm just saying, like, kind of in terms of hours spent or, you know. And to no. clarify real quick, I mean, it wasn't like a huge packet where you're going to be, it didn't take me hours to read it, but I, I spent, like, more time preparing, like, oh, what would I say in a closing or something? So I just, it wasn't like you're going to be bogged down with all this work and now you're, you know, you're stuck reading this whole case. I don't think it was like that at all. No, and I would say, like, anything in law school, you get out of it what you put into it. So I yeah. think you definitely probably benefited from that, Tristan. So it's not like you wasted your time. It's just, I mean, if anything, I wish I had put more time into it. But Vizor reading yeah, waits for no man, right now, not... <laughs> Five a week, five a week. Okay, well, so let's talk a little bit about the actual layout of the boot camp. So we did a half day. It was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We did Friday afternoon. Saturday all day and then yeah. Sunday morning right mm-hmm. uh, and so Friday afternoon we kind of got together well not kind of got together we all met in the big Thunderdome I don't know if that's what you guys call it but 127 yeah, Thunderdome. yeah. and uh, a bunch of so the faculty for the boot camp is a bunch of practicing prosecutors and defense attorneys and these career folks who have done everything under the sun a little bit of both and federal and all that stuff run by professor Alpert. He kind of summons these people in from all over the state and they're all super happy to be here. What was that like for you guys coming into the Thunderdome and seeing all these, you know, practicing attorneys? I mean, was that Uh, a little intimidating at first? Didn't know what to expect, but quickly found out that everyone was really nice. So it was no problem. Yeah. I was excited when I saw them because I was like, Oh, new faces, new people like learn from and, 
and hear different stories. So yeah, I was excited. I think when I saw that. Yeah, I, I thought so too. I mean, it very quickly, and I, I think once we got into the breakout sessions, so we had some like a, some really good instruction from Ryan Calvert, who has literally written the book on Vordire for TDCAA. Like it, right? I mean, he no, yeah. he's he's like the uh, author of the TDCAA <laughs> manual on wow. Vordire. So he gave us like creme de la creme, like here's how you do a Vordire for a criminal case. Uh, kind of, I mean, you know, he's a prosecutor, so kind of more from that perspective. But I think for, for you defense guys, I mean, did he, was a lot of that really useful for you as well? Yes, 100%. It was yeah. great. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I mean, there were tips that he, he gave that apply to both sides, no matter, you know, what you're doing. If you're doing Vordire, you know, good tips to have. Yeah. It's kind of, and, and this was kind of a theme to take a little bit of a side note here that I felt throughout the weekend because the defense attorneys would talk to us kind of about the defense perspective, but they'd all, always say, now here's what the state's going to say about that. Or here's, you know, this, and then the prosecutors would kind of do the same thing. They'd be like, okay, so as the state, here's what you want to do, but you got to watch out because the defense is going to do this, this, that, and the other thing. I thought it was really uh, a cool practice that almost like chess masters, you know, they knew the moves of the other team so well that they could kind of anticipate. I mean, yeah, that's a great analogy. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, so we had some instruction, and then we got into breakout groups. Um, what was that like for you guys? Because you were both, were you, you weren't in the same. We group. were in the same breakout. Oh, you were. Group. Okay. Yeah, same breakout room. Yeah. So who was who? Uh, who was your breakout instructor? Our Christy coaches. Jack, yeah. Christy Jack, David DeConiston, right? Um, and then Patrick Short. Yes. Okay. All great attorneys. Yes, I. I the breakout rooms were probably the most rewarding. Um, it was so cool to have three attorneys wanting to share so much and and to talk over each other sometimes, but then to build off of each other and like work together. And then, you know, we'd have an idea. Tristan would mention something. Uh, you know, you mentioned the Halloween movie. And then they're like, oh. well, that might not be a great idea, but here's something else you can do. And here's how you can make that better. And so it was really great working with them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that, I mean, what a powerhouse you guys had in there, man. Yeah, uh, Christy is unbelievably amazing. Patrick, uh, just like really caring, really great person, and like so much, yeah, just a wealth of knowledge. And then uh, David had like this um, wisdom about him that he would just kind of like mention something after everyone had talked and be like, well, what about this? He had like some swag to to him. I think that was like his thing, you know. He, he brought in the old, like the cool lawyer type of type of uh, vibe into the room. Yeah, swag for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, just getting to be around those people, you know, I they weren't our coaches directly, but they gave us some feedback, you know, uh, when we ended up doing our exercises, which, again, we'll talk about here in just a minute. But everybody's got valuable things to say, and and the great thing is, I think basically everybody has done both jobs. I think Patrick was a prosecutor for like only 18 months or something okay. before he became a defense attorney but i know david and christy particularly like they spent a decent amount of time so you're getting again kind of the whole picture right kind of this wealth of knowledge we were in there uh in our room it was ryan calvert and akua Asabil, who's with nice. the state ag's office and man she is a dynamo let me tell you love her yeah in terms of like the energy and like her ability to help you think through things, but also, you know, to be real about what you're, what the problems you're going to face. I mean, it was, it was, it was awesome. Like they let us think about it. And then they, you know, the questions, right. Especially 
the first day we were talking about more dire, like what are we trying to accomplish? How, how are we going to accomplish those things? And they let us be wrong. And they told us we were wrong when we were wrong, you know what I mean? But they didn't leave it there. They helped us, you know, kind of go through to the finish line. So, um, yeah, Friday was, I mean, it was kind of a whirlwind that afternoon, but I, I feel like by the time I got home and I was starting to think through my board dire, I had a lot of really good new material, new ammo, you know, to, to try to get that done with. Yeah. And you guys did go to the bar and I, oh, if you're yeah. listening to this, go to the bar, go hang out for like an hour. I know you want to get to your board dire and prep. I did too. Uh, you'll be fine. And the bar was just a really great experience. So you have some more stories from attorneys. I probably should have gone, but I was like, okay, well, I got to have all these lists of questions. I didn't even get to all my questions <laughs> yeah. when I got there in the morning. But um, yeah, I second yeah. that. I didn't go to the bar. Yeah. I, I It was bedtime. You know, I had to You know, I guess I just knew in Bordire that you have to be able to go with the flow and ask follow-up questions. So it was kind of hard for me to write down everything. I had like my intro and a couple questions that I definitely wanted to hit. Mm-hmm. Um Tried to keep it loose, but of course I got nervous. Yeah, don't overthink it. I think that was um, just something that I think people were. I I feel like I ever thought it at least preparing for it, but yeah, exactly what Michael just said. Like go with the flow, and you know it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be engaging. You know, no one's gonna be perfect walking in there because we don't know. Like we don't really know anything yet. You know, yeah. especially if you're still as a two L. Um, but yeah, just go with the flow with it. I think that's a important lesson. Yeah, I I feel like. Um, I almost had the opposite problem where I had seen it done really, really well by Jeff Janes, the ADA out in Limestone County. He, he, he spent a lot of time over the summer talking to us about Bordire. And so I was almost like too attached to that model, I think, which, I mean, it, it gave me a good framework and I, I thought you, you know, did really good. I made it my own. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I just, there were a couple times when the question kept coming back from Ryan and Akua. Well, why are you asking this question? Why are you asking I don't know. Isn't this a Bordire question? Are we supposed to just like get to some point in the Bordire? And so kind of, you know, again, finding that middle ground where it's not so unstructured that you don't accomplish anything, but it's not so rigid that you're asking questions to just to ask questions. I think that was a really big takeaway. Um, I really enjoyed getting to go first. That's just kind of like if I can just get up and, you know, just get through it and get done. I, I think that that was really valuable. Tristan, you went last. I'm the opposite. Already. I love going last. Batting cleanup. <laughs> out of all four people, I got to go last. You know, I got to see what they, what they, you know, what everyone else did. And I just like ending and, you know, like being the last word. Yeah, having the last word. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Did you get to go? Uh, I went second. Uh, okay. Now it might be a good time to mention that someone in my room had a bit of difficulty, but the faculty are not there to scare you like you mm-hmm. get scared at 1L and tell you, well, you should be prepared and you're mm-hmm. a beta lawyer, which uh, not bragging on our faculty. Uh, but that's the point is don't be scared. They worked with her and um, Patrick put his feet up on the desk and was like, pretend I'm the district attorney and you're an ADA and just talk to me. We're not going to do the exercise. We're going to do this. Yeah. Tell me what questions you would ask and why. And that really, I thought that was amazing to watch someone do that uh, to help her out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, I think one of the main takeaways for me or one of the things that I'm going to remember about the boot camp is those sorts of interactions. Ryan and Akua really going through things with me or 
in our, you know, when we did our final closing arguments, getting some really good feedback, but also getting a ton of encouragement, right? Yeah. I mean, that was, it wasn't just like, yeah, here's all the things you did wrong. It was great first attempt. Let's try this a little bit differently. Or, you know, why did you ask it like that? Why would you ever ask it like that? I think Ryan and Akua told me to never use a couple of my slides ever again. They're like, yeah. I don't want to see that ever again. It was like, the white rose. I think yeah. You again, just something I had borrowed, right? But it was like. I've seen it done before in white rose. But the, maybe I just messed it up. That's probably. Well, no, I, I, I just, <laughs> um, Yeah. It's good to get to never do that again in yeah. this setting rather than a real courtroom. I got told yeah. um, in my opening, or no, in Vordire, I mentioned that. My dad's a lawyer, and he's always told me that cops are liars. Patrick was like, if you learn one thing here, it's to never call cops liars. <laughs> there you go. He said, you can, you can cook the steak, you can set it on the rail for the jury, but you can't eat it. The jurors have to eat it, um, so mm -hmm. never do that ever again. Nice. And without yeah. getting too much into the actual facts of the case, I, th I think they reuse it. Yeah. Don't call the dead guy punk. <laughs> don't do, yeah don't yeah. do that I, I accidentally said that in my life in my closing and they let me have it on that one it was good it was good um so we, we've just got a few minutes left uh so let's just kind of get broad strokes on the rest of it so saturday was we, we did the four dire in the morning mm -hmm. and then we had a full day of instruction after that i don't know about you guys but i felt like that instruction was like really good blocks of information but what helped me turn that into something usable is the individual or like the breakout groups, right? Yes. And we had these huge, like hour and a half lectures, which was great. And there's so much to cover. And it's like, how can you talk about everything, you know, in one weekend, but having those big blocks of info and then carving that down, you know, in our breakout groups. One thing I, I wish I, instead of one of those lectures, I forgot which lecture it was that wasn't really pertaining to what we were going to be doing. I would, I would have liked to see one of the faculty give a closing, mm. you know, yeah, or even if it was like 15 minutes, and I know that's like a lot to ask of the faculty, but that's, you know, I think that'd be really interesting for people that have never seen a, a really good closing before or a closing at all, or have an actual attorney come in and, and do that in front of us, I think would have been pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of the attorneys, you know, like in the breakout groups, they would do more demonstrative things. Like I used a couple things in my closings that Ryan had kind of helped us through like there's one point when we were talking about you know how far away right the defendant was from the victim etc cetera, etc cetera. and i used this kind of like if he was here back up a couple feet if he was here if he was here was really right yeah. and so thanks and so like some of those demonstrative things they were showing but to see the whole package you know to see it kind of all mm -hmm. done i think that that would have been really cool too um so then after saturday we woke up sunday and did our closing starting with the guilt innocence closing and we got feedback on that and then right after that we did our punishment mm -hmm. i going into it i felt so much better about my guilt innocence like what i was going to say mm -hmm. but in the actual delivery my punishment closing ended up i think landing a lot better Good. um so it's just interesting right like just to go through that experience because that's something that we're going to be doing all the time when we get into practice, right? You think something's gonna go one way and then it either lands or it doesn't. So do you guys wanna talk about your, just close, your, you know, your closings and, and how that went? Yeah, similar experience. I thought my guilt innocence was gonna come out stronger, but I felt that after having done it, what I said during punishment, the punishment closing, that felt, I felt like that was more complete and I just, I felt better about that performance after. 
And, uh, you know, I don't want to get too much into the issues and the facts sure. of the actual case, but it, I mean, it was fun. You got the tryout. I'd seen on YouTube, I, I did a bunch of YouTube before this about Jerry Spence, like legendary trial lawyer. I had, I had watched him do something on YouTube and I was like, oh, I guess I could try that. Like, let's just see if that's something that attorneys nowadays still think is something worth doing or if that's kind of outdated. And I tried it and, and I think they liked it. They told me they, it was, it was a risk. It was like an old proverb or something oh, yeah, like that, that proverb, story. Yeah, that was, it was, that was they're cool. like, it was a risk, but you know, if you can execute it, I think it, it looks good. And I think that's the, yeah. Um, I think with all of us, maybe the guilt and innocence is something that I spent way more time on, mm -hmm. like almost like a three to one ratio with punishment. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, you're kind of tired and like, well, I, dang, I still need to write a whole other closing. Yeah. Um, but we got so much prep in the breakout rooms that like, you know, they, they say one thing over and over again. Like if we say something, steal it, use it, Yes. use it as yep. your own, make it your own. Yep. But I don't care if you steal it. It's all about, we're working together as attorneys and figuring out how to argue cases. And so that was great. And that Christy helped me a lot. I stole a bunch of stuff from Christy, Patrick and David. So they were all great. I used Patrick's graph. Yeah, I, I did it too. Did. Yeah. yeah. He, he shows that graph. Oh, with the, with the, he didn't do it exactly how I, I did it, but uh -huh. he did show us like, I was like, oh, I like that. Take that and use it. And he, yeah. I think he was there when I actually when you did gave it. it yeah. And he's like, yeah, I liked how you used the graph. You know, you, I thought you explained it pretty well. Are you, you know? talking about the stair steps on the yeah. burden of proof? Okay, nice. Yeah, I use that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, one thing that I definitely borrowed, or I mean, co-opted maybe is the better word, but Ryan and Akua were talking in our breakout room about how, you know, there's, kind of three focal points in a criminal case, right? Or at least in the punishment phase. Mm -hmm. It's, are we gonna focus on the defendant, on the victim, or on the community, right? And and the defense counsel is gonna spend a lot of time talking about the defendant probably, and oh, you should feel so bad for this guy, you know, don't give him as harsh a punishment, or focus on the victim, like this is an unworthy victim, so you shouldn't, you know, like the retribution isn't worth it or whatever. They were suggesting that we, as the state, focus a lot more on the community, right? And I think Akua had said for this fact pattern, she had never even really seen somebody focus solely on the community because they always wanted to say, oh, this poor victim, yeah. you know, he didn't deserve it, et cetera, et cetera. So I just took that and ran with it. I mean, heck, for this weekend, you know, why not take some crazy shots? And so my whole punishment was about the community and all these different people who had witnessed this and what the effect was going to be on their life. And then I was able to say, oh, and by the way, we haven't even talked about this poor kid who's now dead. You know what yeah, I mean? And I thought it was that was like, really smart. I, I, it, for me, watching you do that, I think that was really, it really brought in that emotion as like the impact that the, that the defendant had. So I thought that was really good. Yeah, yeah thanks. Sounds like a great strategy. Well, I mean, thank you. All I, I, I bring that up to say, you know, even as we're going through crim law and crim pro and all this stuff, and we're starting to get these ideas in our head, there's this next level of, okay, now how are we going to turn that into something usable? You know what I mean? And for me, and we're kind of running out of time, so we can kind of bring this to a close. But for me, that was the big, big takeaway. It's like knowing the criminal law is one thing and you have to, and they may, they emphasize that a lot, right? That you have to know the law about the case that you're trying. No, no questions. But the question then becomes, or the, or the challenge then becomes, how are you going to craft this story? How are you going to tell this story? How are you going to use the law and the facts to get to the result you want from Vordaer and things that you talk about in Vordaer are going to reach all the way through guilt, innocence, and into punishment. 
And I guess that's a big takeaway. But the point being that you have to take those raw materials you have and knowing how, how to build something out of that is the art form. I mean, that's that's really kind of what I got out of it. Definitely, yeah. it's an well art said. form. Yeah, well said. What about you guys? Um, my closing remark would be if you're nervous, um, need to learn how to move with a purpose in the courtroom. And yeah. the best way I've learned to settle my nerves in the courtroom at the Baylor Law School is to get to the school early. I was here at 7 o'clock when we had breakfast at 7.45, and almost earlier would have been better. Albert walked in on me while I was practicing and was like, oh, I didn't know anyone was in here. But if you get in there and you actually practice um, in the courtroom rather than in front of your mirror, I mean, it's good to practice in front of your mirror, but practicing in the courtroom, uh, you know, with writing on the whiteboard, walking back to the table, to the podium, wherever you're going to walk, uh, huge um, help. Awesome. I got that note about purposeful movement too, which uh, as somebody who's done some acting in the past, that was a little, it cut me to the quick. I was like, oh, I'm supposed to know better than that. Yeah, but, uh, I got one of the biggest compliments I got was that I seemed comfortable with my movement and they um, liked how I moved about the courtroom. So practice nice. that if you can. Yeah. Nice. I'd be sure. interested. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. You know, purposeful movement. Um, it's not just about what you say, but it's how you say it. Your delivery matters just as much as the content that you're saying because it's just like you know imagine there's six people that you don't know listening to you for the first time you know how are they going to perceive you and that goes down to you know exactly how you deliver it um one i guess my closing remark would be just when you get that packet just read it fully and if you've read it and you understand the problem you know don't worry don't overthink um because there's not like some higher level of understanding you can get before that weekend. I think you have to go through those lectures and actually get to talk to them before you're really going to understand it on a deeper level. So just trust the process. So, great advice. Yeah, great. Okay. Awesome. Well, the, do the boot camp. Do, I was going to say, yeah, do the boot camp. we're recommending it. We recommend <laughs> 10 it. 10 out of 10 recommend. 10 out of 10. We'll do it again. 100%. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, guys. Appreciate you joining me in here. And uh, for the rest of you, we will catch you on the next episode. Take care.